Hi, you've reached Charles Morris. I'm unable to come to the phone right now, but if you leave your name and number, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. You've heard it, but phone etiquette is changing. We've all left messages. We've all labored to record one that doesn't sound fake. So it would make callers feel welcome to leave a message or to even call us back. But those days are gone. Studies show that more and more people don't even listen to voicemail, even less leave messages. Most people don't even want to call. They just want to text. What worked 50 years ago doesn't work now. And to me, that's okay. I only lament the fact that voice-to-voice conversations are less common. The Lord left us a text, though, the Bible, and more than a text, His Holy Spirit. By faith in Him, we have access to Him. No need to text first. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we are deep into a series called Encounters with Jesus. When Christ rose from the dead... The entire world, no, the entire universe changed. His entire life was a journey to the cross, but he never intended to stay in the grave. Peter's first sermon, the first Christian sermon ever delivered, made this clear. Jesus was delivered into the hands of wicked men and put to death on the cross. They thought that was it. But the Lord raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Jesus foretold it in John 2, where he said, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Death could not hold him. Resurrection was always the end goal. And after he rose from the grave, death and sin were dealt their fatal blow. There's nothing more impacting for any of us than the life of Christ. Not just knowing the facts of his life, death, burial, resurrection, and return. The facts are true, they are important, but knowing Jesus, finding his saving love for us, that's what counts. And I think you can better understand that with the special edition DVD simply called Jesus, produced by Sight and Sound Theater in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Even if you're one of the million people who've seen it live in Pennsylvania, or Branson, Missouri. This better-than-Broadway production is worth seeing again and doing it with others. So after the program, come over to our website and watch an excerpt. Then make your gift to the ministry at haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. I think you'll come away understanding more deeply the life and death of Jesus Christ for you. He declared 
Sung for us by City Alight. It was finished upon that cross. Here in a haven today called Encounters with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris. For everyone who believes in Jesus today, we know that another day is coming when we will be able to say along with the Apostle Paul and along with the Old Testament prophet Hosea, death, where is your sting? Where is your victory? Death has been swallowed up by life. Jesus' life has conquered death for us all. The resurrection guarantees our eternal life. The resurrection promises a future. And through the resurrection, Jesus encountered the most unexpected people. We might not think much of it, but when Jesus encountered the women in his resurrection, he was completely reversing the expectations of a first-century world. Men were the important ones. Women were not considered legitimate witnesses in a court of law. But Jesus saw them, and he encountered them to show us that the gospel is about more than just finding meaning in this life. The gospel is also about giving life and purpose to all the people that the world has told don't matter. Many of us are still struggling. In so many ways, the world or our own circumstances tell us that we don't matter, that we're not worth any investment of time or energy. So many of us have lost loved ones. So many have lost jobs or have been pushed to the brink of their own mental health. Life has not been easy. It may even seem or feel like we've been walking dead at times, but Christ brings new life. Death, even the death that knocks on our hearts right now, death has been defeated. Sorrow turns into joy when we turn to Jesus. And that's what Mary Magdalene found in her encounter with Jesus. She was a follower, a faithful follower of Christ. She had followed him ever since he saved her. Mary was demon-possessed, not just one, but seven. How she got that way, no one knows, but we know it was a terrible existence. Christ 
met demon-possessed men and women throughout the Gospels, and even just one was a threat. But Mary had seven, but they were no match for our Lord Jesus. He commanded them to come out, and they did. And from that moment on, Mary was a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Christ. It was Mary Magdalene and a few other women who walked with Jesus the entire way. They were at the cross, right by his side as he died. They were the first ones to the tomb on that first Easter Sunday, grieving the loss of their Lord, searching for some kind of solace. Mary Magdalene was there. And on that first Easter morning, she had an encounter with Jesus that still speaks to us today. Listen to the story from John 20, as retold in the production of Jesus by Sight and Sound Theater. The tomb is open. Why is the tomb open? It's the third day. We must go and tell the men. Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord, and I don't know where he is. I don't know where they have taken him. Please, sir, did you see anyone take his body? Have mercy and tell me, please. Mary. Rebel. Mary, don't cling to me. Not yet. I must first ascend to my father. You must go. Find my disciples and tell them. Tell Peter Peter. that I am ascending to my father and your father. My God and your God. Go and tell everyone that you have seen me that I am alive. My Lord. Go. You are alive. Go and tell them, Mary. Yes. This is a scene from the production Jesus at the Sight and Sound Theater in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Now, this story is critical for all of us, women and men and children. And I hope you caught an abiding sense of that from the stage production excerpt we just heard. But let's get it to sink in even more. Here's British actor David Suchet reading for us from John 20. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, 
separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your, your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. As John 20 tells the story, Mary was distraught. There she was, Mary Magdalene, 
weeping. The tomb was empty. John and Peter had seen for themselves. Mary had come to the tomb to grieve, but she didn't know she would be coming to weep at the loss of Jesus' body. I can only imagine her pain. Back in 2001, when the Twin Towers were struck in a horrific act of terrorism, so many lives were lost. And then, after the towers collapsed, hundreds were killed in the rubble. But families were desperate to find the bodies of their loved ones, husbands, sons, daughters, wives. They knew they were gone, but they just needed to see the bodies. They needed a chance to say goodbye. And some of them weren't able to. And the pain was unbearable. Mary thought she was going to be able to say goodbye. So she was there at the tomb crying. And the disciples saw the empty tomb and went home. We don't get any insight into their emotional state, but Mary was weeping. She loved her Lord, and she remained a faithful disciple even after his death, and it was right there in her pain that the Lord Jesus broke in. The angels in the tomb asked her why she was crying. She didn't know where Jesus was, and as she turned around, there he was. Maybe she wasn't expecting to see him, Or maybe Jesus disguised himself, but she didn't recognize him. Yet she was desperate to see him. Show me where he is. Take me to him so I can see him, so I can take him back and put him here where we can say goodbye. Mary was like any of us who have just wanted to see our loved ones one final time, one final goodbye. And all Jesus had to say was one word, Mary. And the way he said her name shook her. She didn't recognize him at first, but she couldn't mistake his voice, Mary. And in that one word, calling her by name, in that one encounter, her entire world shifted. Christ called her by name, and she received life from death. Mary, one word, one name but it was an entire world given to her at that very moment. But that wasn't all Jesus was there for. He told Mary something that day, something that sustained her for the rest of her life on earth, something that can sustain us as we walk through this dark world. He said, I am going to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. The resurrection doesn't just give us a new life. It brings us into the very love and life of God. He is our Father. If we believe in Christ, all that is His is now ours. We belong to the Lord. He is our God. Mary thought she had lost everything, but Christ brought her back and gave her more than she had ever thought she needed. New life, a testimony that death has been overcome, adoption into the Father's family, This is what Christ does for each of us, too. He calls us by name. The prophet Isaiah reminds us that our name is graven, graven, written on his hands. Christ went to the cross, and he rose again with our name on his heart. And he calls us out of our death, out of our sorrow, and into his marvelous light. You may feel like Mary, lost, confused, shocked that your world has come to an end, But in the darkness, we encounter the light of Jesus' resurrection. We have hope in his name, comfort in our sorrow, 
You may not recognize Jesus right now, but listen closely. Listen for the sound of his voice. He will never turn you away or abandon you. The resurrection reaches to the depths to save us, and Christ will sustain us day by day as we walk in the power of his Spirit. He has gone to his Father and our Father, but one day he will lead us home to be with him. The resurrection still changes everything. He formed my heart Before even time began My life was in His hand He knows my name And he sees each tear that falls And hears me when I call Let's all sing, I have a father Hollywood worship pastor who we've had on the program before, Tommy Walker, and he knows my name, on a haven today called Encounters with Jesus. Earlier, we heard another excerpt from Sight and Sound's production, the musical production on the life of Christ. It's from a special edition DVD that we have for your gift to Haven Today. I'd like to send it to you right away if you'll just take a moment and head over to haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or, of course, you can call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And don't just watch it yourself. Make a party out of it to celebrate Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, with others, including yourself. And finally, if this program is a blessing to you, would you pray about becoming a Haven partner? That's someone 
who agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly so that we can keep sharing the story of the risen, saving Jesus Christ with others. Ask about becoming a partner when you call us or read about it when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share this great story, the story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. What's the catch? How many times do we ask this question in our lives? Maybe it's an ad in a magazine or one of those infomercials on TV, some product that just seems too good to be true. We're usually right to be suspicious of these things, of course. After all, how often is anything as good and easy as it seems? But the greatest news we could ever hear does not have a catch. It's too good not to be true. As the Apostle Paul said in Romans 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's it. No catch. No fine print. Call on Jesus. You will be saved. It's that simple. Go deeper in God's Word daily with Anchor Devotional. Try it out at getanchor.com.